It's pretty obnoxious right now. I have five screens in front of me on my desk. <laughs> Why? Uh, yesterday I was like, all right, I got to clean this mess up. So I like pulled everything off. And so like the yesterday and this morning, I've just been like fiddling with like, do I want that here? Do I want, cause it, like you, like where you're talking about your MacBook, mm-hmm. if I just like leave, like say this device, like in the kitchen, it'll sit there for weeks. Yeah. I won't think so. I'm like, okay, what is, <laughs> what is this one's purpose? I don't, I think you do this more than me. I don't usually like sell anything. So usually I'll just like mm-hmm. stuff will just get demoted. To, <laughs> okay. I read you in bed and that's all you do. <laughs> but, right. but if I ever like, and this is my fault. If I ever just remove that thing from its designated place, I don't think about it anymore, which probably shows yeah. exactly how useful it is in my life, but still. Well, it also kind of speaks volumes about our culture, our, our you know, uh, um, modern day, like just obsession with, with obtaining mm-hmm. things, um, whether they serve a vital purpose or not. But I mean, that's, that's the world we live in. I have a friend at work and, and she's one of the few people, like I can say, I would like, you know, I, I would, uh, like see this person outside of work because you know you have colleagues and then this mm-hmm. one i i actually talked to quite a bit um and she's one of those people who doesn't like she grew up poor and now that she's in a position where she's like earning good money like everything she does has like a specific purpose like she's rebuilding a house right now so all the money goes into that and she doesn't do it anytime i'm like oh my god i saw this great movie she's like that's great like maybe one day I'll get to it, you know, uh, if somebody happens to like find a way that I can watch it for free and without any effort. You know, it's like she's like one of those individuals. <laughs> what if she gets like hit by a car, though? Like, I mean, that's, there is like a certain how much time and effort are you putting into like streamlining and like like the uh, those people that are like really like on YouTube or something into like minimalism. Yeah. But they're usually like different from your coworker. They're coming at it from a position of I've been so wealthy and I've had so much stuff. <laughs> what would it be like to not have as much stuff? Like, you know, that's, <laughs> let's try that on for you. Those, those are the real problems. <laughs> you know, I, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> um, I, yeah. But speaking of the selling stuff, like I absolutely am, am hardcore into that in the past, I'd say month or so. I probably made a profit of like between twelve to fifteen hundred dollars on like some of the collectibles and and a lot of these like Blu-rays and 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 special edition stuff and and, inclu- and and like video games that I I just I'm not like I had pre-ordered the Death Stranding on PS4 like the collector's edition the one was like two hundred dollars. And I, I got a message. I was like, "Your Death Stranding is ready to pick up," and I was like, "I don't even have a PlayStation anymore," <laughs> you know. So like, and I'm, it's just like bills, bills, bills. Uh, my kid's first birthday is coming up, and everybody was like, "Oh, you're gonna have a big party, right?" And so like, I did some calculations. It's gonna cost around like twenty five hundred dollars. So I'm like trying to get it all together. Um, my my in laws are coming in. Um, from india and and we're we're and we need you know and and they're going to stay with us for six months and and help out with um my daughter and and so it's like like i need to once you once you like literally double the amount of people in a house and all the expenses are gonna you know go up so 
I'm just kind of preparing for that. And, and it's amazing. I'm not doing that. Was it Marie Kondo? Was it mm. the, the, mm-hmm. uh, if this doesn't bring you joy, then get her. I'm not going so far as to do that, but you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I, I can't remember the last time I sat down and played a PlayStation game and, you know, and there was a time where I was like, I can't get rid of my PlayStation. Are you kidding me? My PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as soon as, as soon as you get rid of it, it's like my life has changed like nothing and not at all, except now I have more money and not that that's a good or bad thing. It's just like now I have a little, um, is it veterans day? Like, did you get this message? Okay. <laughs> yep. Every screen that you have. <laughs> it's like, now I just have a little more money uh, and a little more room to ensure that people around me, I can, I can treat them and, and I have enough money to pay this bill. And that. so it's like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, and I think all this talk about material stuff goes right into uh, this film. What do you think? Last Christmas? Think? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed our walk today. Ditto. Would you like to repeat the experience? Would you like to give me your number? I don't have a phone. <laughs> oh my God, I was just beginning to think you're not as weird as you look. Before you throw me in the bin with the rest of your battered conquests, it's not completely true. I do have a phone. It's just locked in a cupboard. Why? Oh, I got so tired of staring at my hand all day. I mean, you should try it. It's like saying you should try death. I think somebody really wants to get hold of yeah, you. Yeah, no, I know. Someone really isn't going to get the chance. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Ditch that. All of your stresses will just melt away. Oh, but I just like stress. Oi! You getting on? Yeah. Your chariot awaits. Indeed. I'll see you at the store. Okay. And don't forget, look up. Oh, it's like shut up, will you? Yeah, I. <laughs> so I, I have some unfortunate, I guess, issues with with uh-huh. the movie. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, I I do too. As soon as it started and, and Henry Golding popped up on screen, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad uh, for the guy because. Uh, uh, I didn't really care for uh, crazy rich Asians, but I liked I actually liked okay. him. I liked the people in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of like, <laughs> you like the Asians, like, like you think that's important. I like the Asians. I guess the rich part is what I didn't care yeah. for as much because I was like, well, this is like a really obnoxious Instagram feed. Like this is not someone I would follow this this world. Uh, but yeah. the people were good. But <laughs> yeah, as soon as he pops up with his, uh, you know, speaking of, <laughs> I guess minimalist, where he's like. Yeah. Just get rid of your phone, man. Just once you just put it away in the cupboard. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, he's he is vibing so hard on the like manic pixie, dream boy type stuff. Yeah, there's clearly something off with him, and it it made me like annoyed when he showed up. Like because of, <laughs> it's hard to talk about, I guess, because it's like or you know you're getting into spoiler territory. But I feel like this film is like so yeah, telegraphed. That yeah. it's not really like I, I saw people commenting on this very notion just based on the trailer. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably what's happening here. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess just for anyone listening that uh, I'll just apologize if we spoil the big reveal, if you want to call we it that. To. Yeah, it's ba- like, And you know what? It might speak more to us as an audience who is incredibly jaded and we've just seen everything where we were able to say, oh, we were eight steps ahead of this movie. 
and we didn't allow it to lure us into its world and fall in love with the characters for so maybe it's us maybe it's us because I, I can't speak to one specific thing that i was like oh this is obviously a clue and a tip-off as to what's going to happen next for me it was him not carrying a phone i'm like okay you're <laughs> out of this world <laughs> something off with you and the, you know the film makes jokes like I, I really did like uh you know the uh the dragon queen here um which i know is like you know one of your favorites um but i i wish they had leaned more into it it's like the film wants you to acknowledge up front okay this girl's going through some problems we're not gonna tell you just yet what the problems were but she was once <laughs> it opens with her singing in a church yeah. and her family like just gleaming with pride and then her dressed as an elf and kind of annoyed with her job. Uh, mm -hmm. And she clearly doesn't have the Christmas spirit. But it is like a way, way, way tamed down version of like, you know, the Scrooge story. Where it's like, you know, she's yeah. she's not that abrasive or filled with, with hate. She actually just seems like a normal person to me. Mm -hmm. Who's like, it's just going through some stuff. Like, I don't, I don't feel like this is some sort of damning indictment of her that's like why can't you be happy it's christmas time you're wearing an elf costume like she gets <laughs> shit on her face and i'm like i understand why she's put yeah. out by a bird shitting on her i don't buy into the manic pixie dream boy that's like that's a great sign that's an omen of goodness right there <laughs> you know you know actually now that you mention it like the the big telegraph for me instead of the phone was him twirling to avoid people in the streets. Oh, my wife that, hated it. That, that that was just a turnoff for her. She was just like, and she okay. leaned over. She's like, I just really wish he would stop doing that. Like, just <laughs> you talk about this. Like, fair, you did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> One time, <laughs> once and you're out. So, I mean, it was, you know, something was being telegraphed to me as far as how much yeah. I can enjoy the Christmas spirit with uh, <laughs> my life partner there. Um, it's, I don't know, well, like. Go ahead. But the, the fact that she was a regular person, though, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want to make sure before we – because we, we get on it, off on tangents so easily. But but the fact that she was a normal person, and, and, and again, I'm biased because I do uh, um, absolutely adore Amelia Clark. And it's funny because I like her outside of – like I like Game of Thrones a lot, like the ending and everything. I don't care what people you know say about the last season. Either way. But like I like her outside because like uh, her, all her interviews and all her uh, – and even her and me before you, she's just absolutely adorable um, in, in real life. And she's so opposite in, in Game of Thrones. Like the fact that she is a normal person and because it, it might, might be my bias, but that does make it a little more relatable, don't you think? Like she's not just this – She's not um, um, Jimmy Stewart at his lowest in, in, mm -hmm. in his life. She's not there. She's going through the same, you know, BS that that we uh, hopefully all don't have to, but very real stuff where she's bumming around people's uh, flats, um, you know, trying to find comfort in the arms of somebody else every now and then. You know, these are uh, common problems. I mean, I clearly understood the uh, the binge drinking. If you're dressed up as an elf for, you know, eight to ten hours a day, uh, I, under I understood that. I'm glad they didn't lean into this as someone that, in some sort of weird term of events, just like despises Christmas, but is surrounded oh, by yeah. it. Because that's that's an yeah. easy gag. That being said, the film, I don't know. I think it needs to, like, I guess the romance would be the, if you want to call it that, would be the easiest thing to cut out. 
Like I, I like this much more as a true like ensemble than I do with this like heavy emphasis on this like you know one uh, lunatic who doesn't carry a phone with him like <laughs> changing her life for the better. I like the gradual connections or I guess reconnections she makes with like individuals like her sister or her mom. Uh, there is a great yep. bit with her, her mom, which I mean, I don't know how people, uh, especially people who are into Christmas movies will take it, but you know, it's, it's wearing its sort of political leanings pretty clearly on its sleeve, uh, featuring, I think so. uh, Brexit. And yeah, this is a family of immigrants and, but the bit I love is that Emma Thompson gives this speech, like, you know, I just know how these things go. It's going to be easy to like. Uh, when people like blame their problems, they're going to point the finger at the the others, which in this case would be her and her family. Uh, but then she she finishes that thought off with, "I blame the polls." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I could just redirect their rage, I know who did this. And and actually, the moment right after uh, Amelia Clark's reaction, that is perfect <laughs> GIF material right there. I can't or GIF material right there. Um, and I, I can't wait to find a copy of this movie and and. Uh, when it comes out on home video, specifically for certain reactions, because she's just as struck by it as I think anyone would be. And reactions perfect. Yeah, to your original question, as far as like the materialism aspect, I guess of Christmas or Christmas movies, uh, I actually thought they they went away a different way uh, that I approved yeah. of uh, because you know working in that store. As much as you like Christmas, and maybe there would be people that would like to visit such a place like yourself, uh, yeah. you could see – I mean the film is clearly saying like this is an awful lot of shit for one for <laughs> one day. Like <laughs> we're getting very specific. Yeah. The the baby with the teeth, uh, the, the weird sort of <laughs> oh, red monkey baby. ornament uh, with that horrific sound it makes uh, while it's playing the song. Uh, yeah. I But I, I like that it was – it seemed to me be more about um, – only like sort of valuing your life if you accomplish like you know if you win the lottery basically if you accomplish this like grand dream of like i'm going to be she wants to be a performer so she wants to be uh, on the stage maybe movies singing whatever later uh but she doesn't apply any of that to her day-to-day -day life like where where she could easily use her gifts she doesn't even really acknowledge that they're sort of worth her time and that that's the part of the film i really did like you're right um, and, and her goals are never really stated. You know what? Okay, sorry. I saw this movie very late. Now it's all coming back to me. Um, late last night, I mean. Oh, can I interrupt? Were you still by yourself? Yeah. You sent me a picture saying I've got it all to myself. Did that hold true in the theater? Uh, that, yeah, I, it, it was just me. It was at an <laughs> Alamo draft house. And so, like, I guess the manager kind of walked in. was like, hey, you've been here before? And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, man, been doing that with draft before. He's like, yeah, you know, you know how it works, and in terms of food and everything. I was like, I was like, I'm good. I really don't need anything to eat. And he, he was like, all right, can I check your ticket? And I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't just wander. He's like, it's as if he found out that somebody bought a ticket to last oh, he was Christmas. Pissed. He's like, bullshit. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's like, I wanted to go home early yep. tonight. And so, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, sure enough, I showed him my ticket. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, do you want some water? And I was like, I will have some water. Um, and when the movie finished, I exited theater, and there was nobody there, like not even an employee. Like, I, I don't know what was going on. But, yeah, yeah, it was all to myself. It was just me. Um, I, and one of the things that I really liked about this uh, uh, setup 
And, and these are the reveals that mean a lot to me is when you learn that she was just kind of told that she's special and that she's talented and she has to capitalize on it. So there was an immense amount of pressure put on her. So I don't even know really if her dreams of being famous and super talented uh, in, in everyone's eye is all just like her about about her being special, like uh, or it's impressed upon her, you know. So I don't know. Like she doesn't seem like the type of person to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm unhappy because I don't have this material wealth. She just seems unhappy because she can't live up to this uh, uh, pedestal that she's put on by her mother. And like that's something probably, that I think I can really relate you've to. You've probably met people like that, right? Like I don't know if someone can, you know, if someone's just like doodling or sketching for fun, and then they like, mm-hmm. you know, someone sees like, oh my god, you know, like why don't yeah. you do something with this? Like you, you can't, <laughs> you can't just enjoy like a certain craft mm-hmm. or be good at something if you don't like monetize it in some way. Which yeah, I, I don't think the movie is you know getting down to brass tacks as far as like how much like the level of income she expects. But there does seem to be this thing, which that's why I text you. And this is what was shocking to me. I was like, hey, I'm probably going to bring up uh, Elf, you know. Yeah. Much more than I thought I would because other than the concept of you have our lead actors in an Elf costume, I didn't really think of it before I watched it. I didn't realize we were going to have so much emphasis on her singing talent. Uh, But you have the Zoe Deschanel character in Elf who – it's a strange sequence. So have you have mm-hmm. you seen this or not? Did you end up yes, watch, you end up I watching made, it just for this, just so I could make yeah. this reference, which is yes. <laughs> well, what did you what did you think? Um, I I you know what I had seen parts of the film before, and I was felt like the phenomenon kind of of that movie kind of passed me by in terms of like it didn't charm me. You know, when I was watching bits and pieces, it didn't charm me the way it charmed everybody else. Watching it in full now, it's like I wish I had invested that time to watch it. From start to finish, I enjoyed it, it but I, I, it's not something that I need to watch every year. And I know a lot of people are very, very religious with that film. Like, no, it, it's genius. Um, I seem to remember it being a hit. Now, I saw it in its theatrical run. Oh, wow. And I I didn't think I would really dig it. I went with one of my buddies who was like a big yeah. – he was big into SNL at the time. So he was like, well, ah. fair all. I got to support this guy. Like, this is going to be great. And I'm like, isn't that a kid's movie? I was like, should we really be going to see this? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. When it came out, we were like 20 or something. But yeah. I still felt like, I don't know if this is for us. And then I watched it, and I was like – I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, hey, I did find this funny. But it's – esteem has certainly grown like most Christmas movies – with the annual play on some channel, uh, you know, it just keeps growing in sort of estimation. Uh, but I I do think I'll have to look this up. Uh, no, it made 220 million to box office. So it was, it was a hit. So this is not Mm -hmm. just the Christmas effect, but anyway, the, uh, there's sort of a creepy, uh, meet cute sequence, which there's always, you know, meet cutes are usually kind of creepy where Will Ferrell is that guy. Uh, in this case, he you know has childlike innocence and is naive, but he walks into the department store where he's somehow managed to find himself into a job because I guess he just dresses like an elf, so he's got to work right. there. You know, I don't know what the Alamo Drafthouse equivalent would be. Whatever it was, you did not have the hipster uniform to look like you should <laughs> you should be no. there. <laughs> but he hears this voice singing in the employee showers, which I've always found. <laughs> a bit contrived for a department store. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I've never been to a mall, <laughs> and there happened to be a shower in the ba- in any of the bathrooms. So I thought that was kind of. But but they did have a meeting before then, though, right? Uh, like I don't think that the first time that they meet, I think he because he tells her about singing something about singing. You sing alone, you can sing in front of other people. There's no difference. Actually, there's a big difference. No, th- no, there isn't. Wait, I'm singing. I'm in a store, and I'm singing. I'm in a store, and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. See? You may be right. I I don't think she takes much notice of him other than, like, weird guy. Yeah, Um, okay, that's fair. Yeah, in the shower, he decides to... Just uh, not confront her, I guess. Although, if you're naked and a strange man walks up to you, then yeah. you have to take it as such. As like, uh, you know, you're great. Like, like, like that voice. You know, you should be singing all the time. Like he's totally her yeah. biggest cheerleader. It's just mm-hmm. not the appropriate time. Which strangely, that sequence uh, happens again in the Pitch Perfect series. Do you remember this? Where Anna Kendrick's in the college uh, dorms in the showers and yes, is singing, and then right. but this time it's another. It's another woman, but it's still like the way Anna Kendrick plays it is this is just as off putting. Like, this is not the time for us to be yeah. discussing this acapella group. Uh, well, in Elf, it was the wrong time and it was the wrong song. It was also Baby It's Cold Outside, which is like really controversial. I like last that song. Year. Like, it was playing so do I. on our way back so from uh, last Christmas. And I was yeah. like, now there's there's a movie. They should have. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to build a premise and a plot around a song. Also, part of my problem with Last Christmas is just yeah. how on the nose. I mean, I, I know you're saying like when the credits rolls, like based on the song. Oh, we're literally gonna go with yeah, the true. "Gave You My Heart." Just, ugh. I I don't I don't mind it so much. It's okay. When I when the lyrics popped up, it'll go very clearly in that moment, or like actually listening to them. I I didn't go. Oh, <laughs> like that that didn't happen. But I was like, oh, okay. It's it's not a bad I, jumping off point in terms of you're writing a script or developing an idea for a film. Um, uh, yeah, let, let's get into spoilers because I there is one thing about the, this uh, the the reveal that I want to discuss. Okay, is that is Henry Golding Tom Tom Webster is he a is there a supernatural element to this film or is it a fabrication of her own imagination? Is she maybe subconsciously trying to better herself by generating this individual in her own mind? Is he super? Because Paul Feig, his favorite film of all time is uh, it's a wonderful life. And one of the things when he talked about that film is like he, that film has everything, including supernatural elements. So is this, do you think a supernatural element or is it a figment of her imagination? I think it's definitely supernatural. Okay. It's the the going to the um, uh, his former residence and having a conversation. I wish they didn't feel the need to have an outside character tell us, "Oh no, that's a dead dude. Right. <laughs> that guy yeah. is is stone cold dead, <laughs> and I am selling his his place, which strangely doesn't have any stuff. What's this phone doing in the cupboard? I really wish." That had not been the case, and it had been something that maybe she had she had come to that conclusion more on her own. Because then I think you kind of walk that line of 
if it's just all in her head or this is actually like the <laughs> the yeah. ghost heart talking to her. And then the obligatory, I guess, following few scenes where you see the uh, uh, scenes you've already seen, except now without Henry Golding. It, that's probably the only bit. I was okay, you know, when the film started, and I was like, oh, okay, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I, you know it pretty early. And then when, you know, uh, you, it's revealed that she got a heart change, like, oh, he, he gave her his heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're aware of all this stuff. One thing I was like, Please don't have that scene, the, the 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 montage where the big reveal, because I feel like it's a little insulting. But I guess if you're two and you're watching this film, you kind of need to think spoon fed to it. So wait, are, are you are you saying this is going to be the same audience as Elf in the future? Like these little six and eight year olds are going to grow up with Last Christmas? This is going to be their Fight Club. This wow. is going to be their fight now. Um, but but yeah, I guess if. You know, that's the trouble with uh, (laughs) not mainstream film, but if you want to make a film for everybody, you kind of have to make sure everyone's on the same page. And that montage is essentially catch up to. uh, I just wish there were more gags with it because only gag is her like changing clothes on the street with him trying to cover her ice skating bit because the rest of it doesn't really. You know, this is a, a comedy, romantic oh, you're comedy. Right, gags. Yes. Yeah. Yes, like gags. so, like everything else is just like, oh, it's just kind of a sad person talking to herself on a bench or like skating alone. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, like uh, when they go to the street scene, I'm like, oh, okay, I see, I see what you're doing. You know, Mr. Feig, good for you. But that's it. I'm like, well, there should have been other stuff, other only funny bits with her, like you know, on her own. True, but I feel like if you did all the funny bits in that montage, it lessens the emotional impact. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, there's already something with Christmas, and like, strangely, you're mentioning It's a Wonderful Life. There's like this obsession, death, <laughs> with like Christmas movies and ghosts, and uh, I don't know if that's the Christmas Carol sort of influence. Uh, maybe is, Do you think it's just like the end of the year stuff, where people are just like yes. taking stock of themselves, but... Um, Absolutely. Okay. It, it, because it's the end of the year, it, you can equate, I guess, January to December as like a lifetime, and and at the end of the Especially year, in the Trump administration, yes, yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> absolutely, and at the end of that, like you always, you know, I guess when you're again, I'm just hypothesizing here, when you are, are you drinking a beer? No, it's a it's an L eight one. It's a like the official soda of Kentucky. It's like ginger ale. Oh, neat. Okay, yeah. Sorry, you know, you, I, I did assume a green. No, no, no. I, I did have a buddy <laughs> once that was driving along uh, out of state, and, he just, uh-huh. and a cop passed him, and he just was swinging. <laughs> the cop pulled him over, was like mainly just for the audacity, like same as you. Like, are you drinking a beer in front of me? Because <laughs> I passed you, and he's like. No, I think he made a fan. He's like, no, it's just ginger ale. I was like, oh, okay, oh, right okay. on, cool. All right, that kind of happened to me once, except I was drinking a yoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't recognize you. <laughs> Where were well, you? Well, they, they asked me, and I they asked. Me, I was actually on campus um, at grad school, and I exited. Not exited. I was at the. Uh, I was on the curb, and I got into the main road, and it was like two in the morning. I I was a uh, a teacher. 
I, uh, and it helped pay some of my tuition. And so I got access to my lab and it turned out to be a great place uh, to study because normally you would go and, and re uh, schedule a uh, uh, reserve a room in the library for some private time study and stuff. I was able to like have access to my buildings uh, after hours and stuff. And so it was like two in the morning and like, what do you do? The officer immediately like flagged me down because I didn't put on my turn signal to get off the curb onto the main road. And he was like, you've been drinking. And I was like, I literally turned over to my couple. I was like, you who? So the cop let me go. <laughs> Um, because like, what are you doing? I was like, I've got a biochem exam. Uh, he's like, okay. this poor science geek, like drinking his yeah. like chocolate milk. Just let him go. Let him be. He's like, why are you coming out? It's two in the morning. I was like, I'm. I have access. I'm a <laughs> bio instructor. He's like, all everything kind of added up. I think he, you know, let me go. Um, what the hell were we talking? Oh, right. The you were, and I was sorry. I was. I was taken aback. I was like, it's yeah, it's nine, nine in the morning. It's like Mike's yeah. hitting it hard for last Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like I need this to get through this movie. Um, golly, how do we, you really threw me off on a tangent here. We were talking about uh, Christmas death and the sort of the oh, year long yes. taking stock of things. Yeah, that's right. So at the end of the year, I think everyone is reflecting already on the poor decisions they've made and always wanting that set because nobody reflects on the good decisions. Like why? Yeah, you know, there's an old uh, um, stat. It's like if 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 you have a bad experience, you'll tell you'll tell ten people. If you have a good one, you'll only tell like three. And so you're always thinking about the bad things. Again, speaks volumes about human uh, nature. And I think you're always wanting a second chance. And so I think that goes right hand in hand with Christmas time, where everyone's taking stock. Everyone's thinking about well, if this is it then was it worth it? Did I do a good job? Did I make the most of what I have and what I could have done? You know, all those things come up. So, yeah, I would say death is very much integral to uh, the Christmas film. Not so much an elf, but, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, elf sort of stands <laughs> apart from that in the sense that, I mean, and maybe it's just because the character himself is just this tornado of like positivity that is I, I mean there's a brief like brief the briefest moments of doubt for him yeah. but for i mean most of the runtime it's very matter of fact <laughs> you're my dad so i love you and you should love me and we should be together <laughs> yeah. like that's <laughs> and christmas is great why can't you see that like i do think that's probably contributed to it because it, i don't know i, I elf is not I, you know, I mentioned the sort of creepy, like, you know, meet cute. It, it's not yeah. like, I don't think it romanticizes Christmas as much as the films that have the darker elements do. Like, you know, It's a Wonderful Life is a man contemplating suicide, but in a way mm -hmm. it sort of shines up Christmas more because you have that pull back from the brink. But Elf, <sighs> see, Elf to me is just like, <laughs> like. Like for him, it's Christmas every day. So how romantic can it be if this is just his way of life? But the thing is, he's not sickened by it. In fact, he can't get he can't get enough. Like when he finds out that Santa is coming, like he decks out that mall in a big way, much to Faison loves <laughs> chagrin. But I think that it romanticizes it in a in a different way that we're not used to. So we don't 
mind as much or were more charmed by it because he's just like all in on it. So I th- I think that it's right up there, just coming at it from a different way, it kind of a I don't want to say fresh way, but just a very earnest way. And so people are okay with that. I would um, say fresh because I'm hard pressed to think of another. You know what's designated as a Christmas classic now, which Elf is. Yeah, sixteen years is. old. So yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's in there uh, that are similar to it that may, that are not. I don't know, like uh, a twenty-two minute cartoon special or something that has that sort of infectious energy or joy. Mm-hmm. But even something like you know Charlie Brown, his Christmas, like there's agony and despair. <laughs> there's not really yeah, an absolutely. Elf. <laughs> but to be fair, that that's that's Charlie Brown, and you know, I, I actually one of the things I need to do. Um, every year is the uh, Charlie Great Pumpkin, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Charlie Brown, and so when I did the Great Pumpkin this year, that also like it's just it's constant. You know, the I got a rock. Like I laughed every time. My wife is like, I don't get it. Why are they giving him rocks? <laughs> <laughs> How can he get? Like he just needs two holes in his outfit, in the ghost outfit. And I was like, yeah, but that's kind of the. Uh, the charm of Charlie Brown is that nothing goes right for him. Isn't there death even in like the Garfield Christmas special? Like, isn't the doesn't Grandma die? In it's been that a while. Or, or no, that, I think maybe no, yeah. maybe she doesn't die. But I think she talks about like her husband dying or not being there anymore. I, I don't know. It's just like a common theme that's like you know yeah. Christmas is just like there's endings and um, I don't think that's present in Elf. But what's like so? What would be like? Like if you, I don't know if you have one, but what are like the ones that come to mind as far as like that give you that feeling or have imbued that sort of Christmas feeling onto you as far as that's what Christmas is when it comes to like movies or television? Oh boy, um, yeah, there's not too many that I like. It's rare for me to find like as the Christmas season is approaching, which is another thing. Like, why does this movie get released in in November? Bad Mom's Christmas was also released in November. I don't know yeah. why it's happening. November 7th, uh, 2003 for Elf. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the uh, – they're expecting the Thanksgiving, the Black Friday, people being out Thanksgiving weekend, oh, that they'll okay. catch them in that Christmas mood. But, you know, it gives them a two-month window to operate. Now, now Black uh, – <laughs> we were out eating, and my wife accused me of being ashamed that we were going to go see yeah. Last Christmas. And she's like, you like rom-coms. Why are you ashamed to tell people? Whoa. Uh, we got asked by the – I watched it at 11.25 at night. <laughs> by yourself. You, you were accosted by the theater manager like, sir, are you supposed to be here? Um, but our waiter came by and was like, uh, what are you seeing? I said, uh, last Christmas. And he goes, Oh, the horror movie. I'm like, no, no, it's the, the romance. The, the rom-com. But there you go. The, the horror movies tend to come out, uh, cause you've got the black Christmas, I guess, remake yeah. coming out. And what was the one that Krampus that came out in Krampus. December Krampus. Though, yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. those are allowed to only play for like a couple weeks, I guess. Cause horror movies don't really have long windows yeah. so yeah um you're right uh and i think a lot of this is going to come back to me as we approach uh christmas because that's the one i really uh, dig into the library of christmas films um but yeah you're right uh i don't know of another film that really leans into it that much like the 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 elf level of like positivity um, golly, 
I just watched Jingle All the Way, which <laughs> that was a strange text from you. I, I met, and you were like, you sent me a text, like I believe, sort of giving me like, well, here are the the like, the low points of it, as if this was going to be some sort of like breaking news. As far as like, you know, decades <laughs> later, like you know, Jingle All the Way, someone needs to take it down a peg or two, and I'm the guy to do it. <laughs> And I've never seen this. I've never seen the movie, but I assumed it was always bad. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's considered a classic, but maybe. I didn't think so either until one of my colleagues was like, That's the one. That's the one I go to every single year and I need to watch it. I was like, Really? And I remember being enamored with Arnold Schwarzenegger as a kid because T two, uh True Lies, I was all in on this uh this uh actor. And and then Jingle All the Way came out. I was like, oh, man, Arnold in a, in a Christmas film? This is going to be badass. And then it really wasn't. Uh, but I hadn't revisited since I was a kid. And it's it's I like the material aspect that um, that it attacks because he's on the hunt for this action figure. And it, it's so outdated. In the, Like I'm watching the whole film. Like, man, Amazon – ebay what are you doing and so it really does take you out of the film but and it's got that cynical view as well but it ultimately phil hartman's in it and i think it's his last uh on-screen role so if nothing else everything that man says in that movie is is hilarious um and so just to enjoy his facial expressions i would say suffer through anakin skywalker yeah, I mean, there are many things. I know you're a big Simpsons guy, but that's one thing about the, yeah. the long-running uh, series there that you know it has kept Phil Hartman around. Like he just pops up. Like yeah. if you just you just see a rerun, which it's it's been hard to avoid over the decades, uh, mm-hmm. and there he is. Um, I I don't know. I'd say probably like I'm trying to think the one that I I probably watched the Nancy Myers the holiday is probably one that I like make a point to watch every the year. Holiday. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's like directly tied to Christmas other than these two women, you know, decide to go somewhere else to get away from all the people they know over the holidays. Um, But yeah, it's not as much about like (laughs) who, obviously who you're going to spend your time with because they're both saying that like (laughs) the people up to this point that are in our lives suck. So let's get away from (laughs) them all. There's sort of a wonderless element to it that I like, but um yeah, it's a wonderful life. I mean, yeah, that's that's an easy one, but I do watch that one every year as well. Because we've discussed it before, would you consider about a boy a Christmas film? You know, it is like it does really hit on the uh, materialistic uh, characters, mm-hmm. but I mean, not, and broadens it so it's not just specific to that time period. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, the Hugh Grant character, yeah, very much so. Uh, and it's got that same same thing that I like as far as you know him treating himself like you know as an island that you know just briefly encounters <laughs> humanity and other parts <laughs> of civilization. Um, an oddball one that's appeared uh, on this podcast before, uh, not for me, uh, was Go, the uh, John August Doug Lyman Pulp Fiction sort of for kids, which has. I don't even- Ooh, it has no a idea. lot more Christmas than I remembered. I thought that was a pretty offbeat pick as well. Um, okay. Yeah, but it's like very much a time capsule to like <laughs> rave culture, like in the <laughs> mid to late 90s. Oh, since this we're talking about it, I ha- Christmas, I have to mention The Shop Around the Corner. It's one of my favorites of all time. I haven't seen it in a little bit, but now that I remembered it, I'm going to make sure to catch it this year. Um, love that movie. I would say it's a Christmas movie. 
it, yeah. it, it ends up in Christmas. Overtaken by uh, You've Got Mail, which is like oh, yeah. the greatest film of all time in my book. Do we need an update? Do we need an update? <laughs> we don't need, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> would I see it? Yes, I would, Webb. Of course I would. I'd be there, you know, yeah. probably not by myself at 1130 at night, but I'd be there. What uh, what would it be called? Would it be like someone swiped left, you know, some notification? <laughs> Do you feel like we've gotten – are we just getting more and more cynical? Do like younger generations even realize how cynical they are? Because when you say that, you're like, there's not a movie there. But I'm sure older generations would have been like chatting with someone because there's an instant message sequence and you've got mail. And it's like yeah, strangely intimate. <laughs> like if it's yes. like this weird foreplay. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like you saying that, I'm like, oh, that sounds like the uh, December Bloomhouse horror movie release like that version of it doesn't sound like a proper christmas movie yeah 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 and, and actually shopper on the corner plays a long game like well i can't wait till he gets a letter you know it's it's real um, they really make you wait for it um but but yeah it, yeah let's let's get back to last christmas because ultimately i i despite the fact that it's kind of riddled with cliches and and um it leads into the sentimentality of it all like, did you did you find yourself having a good time? Is this something that you're going to watch next year or the year after? No, man. I, I did not. I really did not. Like, there, there are definitely little elements of it. And it helps when – because I'm not as big a fan of Clark as, as you. Uh, yeah. At least not on the record as much as you. Like, you know, just getting a <laughs> text message from you like, I really like her. It's like, all right, Webb. <laughs> you got it. it like, okay, like, can I say – I don't know. I don't want to – okay, I'm going to say it. For whatever reason, in this film, it seemed like she gained a little bit of weight, and it made her all the more like wonderful for me. Like I feel like she, throughout Game of Thrones, I, th- I think she she's quite skinny to the point. I was like, I I'm always concerned about her well being. <laughs> That's probably the and, HBO and, mandate of like, hey, there's gonna be nudity. This is an HBO show, so right. prepare for your nude scene. Yeah, and, and so it's like as infatuated as I was prior to this film, it's like like there was a, a physical aspect of the performance. Um, and, and what's funny is like I've seen in recent interviews of her, and it seemed like she's lost the weight. So I want to say that this is specific to this film. I think this is an acting choice because she's eating bad food like on purpose, it seems, uh, throughout the film. Um and I, that's something I can relate to. It's like when you're in a bad space, that's all you want. It's like you you don't want a salad. You don't want kale. You want the greasy burger. And and so it's like that little acting choice, like I loved. I, I It made her even more uh, um, like lovable. Uh, her performance throughout, even when she's like upset and, and like unhappy. Like I don't know. There's just a charm about her. And, and a lot of the uh, consensus is that, oh, this material is kind of beneath her, which maybe. But I don't mind it when an actor that I love picks up something like this and elevates the material to the point where it's like okay like this is watchable like i found i i'll be honest with you i most likely will watch this next year and it might not so much be about like oh the material is so um and i did connect to it on some level but it's more seeing the actress and and henry gold i I like him i think i can't wait for a vehicle for him where he is really showcased um if he is 
able to step up to the challenge. I don't think he's had a project where he's needed to just yet. He just needs to be charming. There's a level of chemistry there that I really enjoyed. And then all the uh, su- the supporting cast seems to fit right in. So I, I will I will watch this next year. <laughs> it's strange for me because my chief complaint is uh, this should have been more of an ensemble. Because I, that being said, I, I think that our lead is really the only thing that works for me. Mm-hmm. And there, there's an interesting, uh, cause I was just kind of perusing <clears throat> some of the criticisms here. And you had sent me a, a text, um, from the rap where it sort of posited that, Hey, this one is going to sneak up on people. Not this uh-huh. year, but like most Christmas movies, people will be like, I, I think I had a good time with that. Like that was, you know, it's something I, I hate like sort of dismissing a movie. as like, Oh, just have that on in the background, but holiday yeah. movies in particular, Kind of, yes. th- that's how they operate. Yes. But there's a review here from the AV Club, which uh, they just basically called a guilty pleasure. But in particular, with Clark uh, saying uh, she succeeds in the only real meaningful test of rom com skill and that she makes us want her to be happy. And I think that's, yeah. that's true. It's like, it's like I am like rooting for her. Oh, absolutely. It's just the situations that she finds herself in. I hate to, you know, harp on. <laughs> the man Mm -hmm. but like you know just the ghost element of it i just and i told my wife in the theater i'm like every time he shows up groaning internally like oh god it is so telegraphed and i'm like i'm just much more interested in how she deals with reality as opposed to these you know it's got that very garden statey kind of vibe to it you know where it's like uh, because he keeps saying to her like look up Uh, look up look up at that look up at that and i know what they're like trying to get at but it also just yeah. it just reeks of sort of a young person's like nonsense. Okay, so she <laughs> she saw that brick up there that she'd never noticed before. So what? Why is that inherently more important? And then of course, me being the, the cynic that I am, I'm like, was he just saying look up because that's the reason she has his heart? Is like because he wasn't like paying attention to the bus that planned. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about that. I did think about that. You know, but. And maybe movies like this aren't supposed to reach us in any meaningful way in, in, in 2019. But when he tells her at the end there, please take care of my heart. I don't know, man. Like, I think that's the moment I was like, I'm going to watch this next year. <laughs> Shit, man. This is going to come out in on Blu-ray like at the end of January. I'm probably going to watch it then. <laughs> You know, uh, that, yeah, that line really got to me. And, and I don't want to say that I cried, but you were you alone. Know. So nobody really knows other than the yes. weird manager who, you know, was probably <laughs> becoming increasingly uh, annoyed or outraged with you. <laughs> he's like, it's an hour and he's still hanging in there. Doesn't he know he's dead? <laughs> he's not running up a food tab. He's in there weeping by himself. Like <laughs> some yeah. sort of red alert at the draft house. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, there was enough good stuff in this. Whole... Oh, okay. 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 So, okay, 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 okay. so one of the things I did immediately went onto red letterbox. I was like, let me see if Mike is trying to spoiler, you know, <laughs> trying to find a spoiler from you, from your review, something snarky. Let me see. And I ended up, you hadn't, and I ended up like scrolling through some of the other reviews. And one of the things that really stuck out to me is one person said two and a half on letterbox but five in my heart. And I was like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I understand splitting hairs a little bit there, uh, but I'm sort of like the, 
the, I guess, egomaniac where I'm like, if I feel like something's five in my heart, then it actually is five. And like everyone else is wrong. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. No, and that's why the term guilty pleasure that was mentioned in that review. I'm like, if you like it, you like it. Don't feel guilty about it. I don't feel guilty about this one. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't mind. Again, there's only so, – life is short, man. There's, I don't know how many more performances Amelia Clark has in her. Uh, you know, who knows what could Damn happen tomorrow or the day after. No, no, no. Not that, like, she's not a draw or anything, but you know how it is. <laughs> no, I was like, following you. I'm like, what? You're, <laughs> you're really going dark for our Christmas episode <laughs> <laughs> just like all, again, the best Christmas movies you have to dip into that pool a little bit like the fact that we don't get any more Philip Seymour Hoffman films it's really it's a, I had the, 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 the Blu-ray for the master came with this like weird promotional postcard of uh, the picture of uh, Hoffman's character from the back of his book and it's just him doing this move like uh, you know the, the, the natural uh about the author pictures that you have, the contemplative look. And I I enjoyed his work so much. I got it framed and had it on my desk at work. <laughs> and and when the news of his death came out, everyone was like, you okay? Because they knew how much, and I was like, I'm, I'm doing all right. As if, you know, this is... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I felt bad, but by no means, Web, like, I can't go into work. There, There is a reason you're being uh, accosted at Alamo Drafthouse. If you're like, that's the guy that's got the Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> portrait. Word spreads. <laughs> I think more of it, like, he still buys Blu-rays? <laughs> that's true. I think it's all, yeah, it was all a miss to them. But no, I, I will um, I will enjoy this one. And, and I, I tend to screen movies now before I show my wife. Ever since Hereditary, I'm like, okay, I can't force my wife. <laughs> I mean, that's an extreme example <laughs> for sure. Well, well, she was already kind of on the fence about a horror movie, but I was like, it's like 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. I think this might be one of those horror films that, that goes – that transcends the uh, horror genre fanatics and and gets into the main. I was like, wow, and and it was doing well at the time. I was like, we got to go see it. And oh boy, like even before the decapitation, I was like, I this is oh boy. So now <laughs> I always screen films like uh, unfamiliar films. Um, and so this one like was a good screen uh, for me. Where I was like, is she gonna? Like, I was like, I think she might enjoy this um, enough because she has been. Uh, the reason I'm watching all the way, she's like, I feel like a Christmas movie today. And I was like, oh okay. And that one popped in my head, and I was like, she might enjoy this, even though we both agree that last act was a bit silly. Either way, I think she'll enjoy this, and the fact that a, a familiar face will go a long way. And the fact that both leads are in something that she's seen before, she'll be like, okay, let's, let's get into it. Oh, Hey, great performance by Emma Watson, by the way. I, I, I you know, Thompson? Uh, what did I say? The, uh, Harry Potter girl. Oh, Watson. I'm sorry. Never yes. given a great performance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. Well, I guess she's passable in This is the End because it's kind of like a parody of her own self. She got killed know, in maybe? that? No. no. Uh, no. See, that's a uh, – on Letterboxd, I'm going to knock a point off This is the End just for that. <laughs> right. Uh, 
that's why Aziz's performance was so good because I think he gets like arms cut off or something <laughs> really bizarre as he like falls into hell. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, a, a good job by Emma Thompson, who also co-wrote this one, which also intrigued me when I was going into it. I was like, she she she's producing, she co-wrote it. She clearly is passionate about this project. So maybe she should get tired of. Uh... <clears throat> you know, Love Actually being the phenomenon uh, that it is that she's like, I, I got to have some other something else in my Christmas filmography. So people like stop asking me about that one. But that one is some sort of juggernaut that I don't think will ever, ever be stopped. I've still yet to see it. And, and that is something that I'm going to have You don't to sound like a very Christmas movie guy. You had not seen <laughs> Elf. You've not seen Love Actually. Where, where were you in 2000? Was that 2003? Was that both of them that year? You know, I, I I'm not sure because Ron Atkinson is in it, and I'm I'm a diehard Ron Atkinson fan, and so I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to watch this one as well, and I'll, I'll try to do that this year. And it's also what's it? Uh, Richard Curtis who wrote it, who I also, and he may have directed it. So I, yeah, I'm gonna have to sit down and and just I have these films that that I really ought to, and then I get upset at somebody. Um, you know you. Uh, you know what's that? You you haven't seen Ikiru, like that's a great Kurosawa film. It's not you know I get mad at. at <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. I know. I should. And so it's like I I need to revisit not revisit like visit for the first time some of these established classics. Oh, and I want to say one more thing. I think before we before we move on in life. Uh, is that another reason why I think this will find that audience? Because I think most Christmas films have an audience is because of that repetition. It's not just people are reminded, but I think new fans are are find it's like they're not people may not go out to see uh, the film in the theaters, but if it's on TV where there's much less effort, or if it's on Netflix, there's much less effort involved. They'll watch it for the first time in like four or five years after the release and like, Oh, that was not that bad. And then you're right. Once it, a Christmas movie, once it gets into circulation, it's another thing for the networks to play. And I think that's where it really builds an audience. It's like mall rats. It's like, you're not going to go see it in the theaters, but it'll be on one day and then you'll find yourself enjoying it. I'm going to make that on the little promo for the art that I put on Twitter, which your Twitter's locked by the way. Like I, I'm oh, like, I'm looking well, at yeah, this and yeah. I'm like, you know, these people, these, these like friends of mine that I do these little podcasts with no uh -huh. help when it comes to promoting it. Like <laughs> it's a private account. Uh, but I'll make sure to, to <laughs> let people know that web is trying at web is trying says that last Christmas is the mall rats too, that we always wanted and deserve. <laughs> I'll go ahead and change that for you. I just wanted to take a quick break. Um, every now and then, Twitter just, it's just too much sometimes. I just take it off my phone occasionally. I just, I'm like, all right, you know, just, and then it's kind of like you in the PlayStation. Like once I remove it, um, yeah. doesn't really change anything in my life. Don't really need it. It, it uh, man, I find myself just logging on via, uh, the, 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 the Safari. <laughs> I'm next to that way. <laughs> There's no shortage, uh, but I'll go ahead and, and un, uh, unprotect my tweets. I'll, I'll go into this life unprotected. Um, yeah, you know, what? another thing, and I find myself doing this quite a bit, is blocking people I never interact with or I don't even follow because Twitter tells me, hey, 
you know, Dave liked this thing, or Dave replied, and I use Dave because he's much more active than I am. On... Yeah. You need to block Dave, is what you need to do. He's the, <laughs> it sounds like he's the cause of all your problems with Twitter. It's um, true. Yeah. I get something like Dave replied to somebody that I already blocked, and I'm like, why am I seeing this? I'm, I'm going to give you a Christmas gift right now, Webb. Okay. Do you have you ever used Tweetbot? I have. You don't like Tweetbot? It's fine. Oh, you know one thing that I okay, okay. Here's the thing: if I could pick and choose things from different Twitter uh, Twitter apps, I would. One of the things I do like about Twitter, uh, the app, is the trending stuff. I like to see what's going on. Uh, I do like Tweetbot simplicity though, and I like that it gets rid of the ads. So I will occasionally. Well, it also like, gets rid of. There is no like what someone liked is recommended to you. It's just a yes. pure timeline. Yes, yes, and and I'm gonna need to switch back to that. Um, one okay. While we're on the subject, I'm tired of stuff trending on Twitter, and then I see oh why is it trending? And everybody and the top tweets are I was I saw this was trending, like that's the tweet. And it's like, I want to know why it's 20, you know, I like, the, I like the people that say, um, not to get, you know, cause you already brought up Philip Seymour Hoffman, but like yeah. when I see an actor or somebody famous person yes. trending, I like that the top tweet is I'm glad they're not dead. Cause that lets me know yeah. that answers my first question of, Oh, have they been yep. killed or have they died? <laughs> Actually one of my favorite tweet. And I think in months was uh, when Kurt Cobain was trending. And one of the tweets was, I had to make sure my boy was okay. And I was just like, <laughs> well, God. And then, of course, it's it's the gif of uh, Denzel in relief. <laughs> and and rarely do I laugh out loud on Twitter, but that one did it for me. Because that person knew, and he's annoyed about the same – he or she is annoyed about the same thing that I am. So – uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Tweetbot. I do like Tweetbot. Um, I, I think it's it's a good app, uh, <laughs> and, and I should use it. <laughs> this is not like a app store review that would get someone to purchase it. I do like <laughs> Tweetbot. I think it's a good app. <laughs> I think I should use it more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that wraps up. Why, why isn't he using it more? <laughs> yeah. That wraps last up Christmas. last Christmas. All right, I'm gonna yeah. disconnect. Then you want to do the Terminator thing? Oh gosh, yeah. What time? Ooh, we don't okay. have to. Yeah. We can do that whenever. I don't have to have it. Like, <laughs> like I need to have this uploaded immediately. <laughs> I'm getting angry tweets from my cousin. Untweets, texts from my cousin that I haven't edited my fantasy football lineup since week one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told him before. I was like, "Don't invite me. I don't care." Is there any money involved or anything? No. Yeah. Last year, I tried to do that, and I was like, I'm not paying anybody. <laughs> and then I yeah, didn't. Like, I, we've tried it both ways, uh, like local friends. And money on the line or not, the same people. Like, they'll they'll pay their entry fee, and then they'll gladly stop checking it. So it doesn't matter. So there's not, like, extra incentive. So that just felt a little unseemly to be like, hey, pay me yeah. a friend tax. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> So we just stopped doing it. So now it's just like we don't push anybody. Like I guess you're being pushed, but we also don't harass anybody. Like in older age, like when we were younger, like we were in college age, you'd get, yeah. you would get emails if you were not like playing like full tilt to your hardest every day, like answering every like trade request, all of that. But now, now we just kind of leave people alone. We know, you know, people got their own stuff going on. 
I think a few years ago, the moment I was like, I'm done with this. It was like I woke up Sunday morning ready to, you know, update my lineup and saw that like two or three of my players were playing in London and the game had already started. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> this is horseshit. <laughs> like, I can't. Thursday was rough enough. but then yeah. I, I totally agree with you on that because I, when they initially, and this has been what, like 15 years ago, maybe longer, that they started doing the Thursday night games. I was like, fantastic. Yeah. But the fantasy aspect of it, I, it sounds so dorkish, but it's like, cause the players are the ones that like are actually getting hurt because they don't, their body doesn't have enough time to recover. <laughs> but as a fantasy player, I was like, I've not had time to digest like the Sunday yeah. <laughs> activities. So yeah, I'm, I'm not for it at all. And the, uh, the London games hate them. I always forget them. Uh, well, also it's just, I, I know it's, there is a level of skill and, and um, research to it, but it's it's all random. That's what it is. My brother, his first pick was Antonio Brown, and he's so like he was annoyed week. I want to say week one. Uh, so yeah, it's all nonsense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead and disconnect. Let's do Terminator. I don't know. I, I don't know. I knew that last Christmas was going to be enjoyable to talk about because there's a lot of things we can talk about. I feel like Terminator is like. 